Hi everyone, Lauren here with a new podcast episode. So today we're going to be going over another first chapter book review, and this time it's going to be by Incan author Magnus underscore K. And um, I will be going ahead and linking their information in the bio for this episode, so be sure to check them out and their books. It looks like they've got quite a few to, um, to look through. This one, though, is called I Hear You. And I will also be um, doing this episode with my fiancé, Will, so he will be on shortly. So relax, sit back, and enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, Lauren here with a new podcast episode. So we're going to continue with the series where we are doing our first chapter um, reviews for some of the Inkit authors who have submitted their stuff. Will, love of my life, is here with us today. Say hi. Howdy, howdy. He's back. (laughs) So today we have an Inkit author and they go by the username of Magnus underscore K. The book that they want us to review is called I Hear You, and in parentheses it says Death Prediction Project Number One. Interesting title, hmm. right? Very. So the it... author gave us a little insight and said that the book genre is actually young adult sci-fi. Okay. Interested. It, yeah. So the book synopsis they gave um, reads as follow, as follows. Piano Protégé, 17-year-old Riker Rathway, has claimed to hear music coming from people for as long as he can remember. His ability has made him an outcast among his family and peers. It throws him through a loop when he meets Porter, who is silent. He wonders why Porter is silent, because to him, silence normally means someone is dead. 16-year-old Porter Hollow is the new kid at Copper Cove Academy in Blue Hill, Nebraska. One day, he hears someone playing the piano in one of the private music rooms. He follows the music and meets Riker. When Porter finds out about Riker's ability, he doesn't shun him like everyone else always has. He also wonders why he, out of everyone Riker has ever met, is the only one who is silent. Why does Riker only hear silence coming from him, and what does it mean? So what did you get from that? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I get it that the, the the kid has abilities. You know, he hears music from people, and that he meets somebody who he doesn't hear music from. The one thing I already noticed is that I feel like those two names are too close to each other. Like they're too similar, Porter and Riker. What do you mean? Like I I already got them mixed up. Oh, like who's who? Who's the yeah. one who's hearing the music and who isn't? And yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I think I don't think it's the names per se. I think it's how the synopsis is written. Worded, okay. Yeah, I think it's because I agree. I agree. The synopsis yeah. was worded um, a little um, differently, and I did get them confused. I, okay. I couldn't, or maybe it's just me not following. I don't know about who's who can hear the silence and who is not silent. <laughs> I mean, you were reading. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So the targeted audience for this book is fourteen and up. Okay. Um. Let's see here. I'm just going to see if there's any more on the uh, part on Inkit. So it is a complete book. And on Inkit, it's, it's listed as sci-fi romance. So, huh. so I guess there's a little bit of romance in this book as well. 
um, possibly between Porter and Riker, the main people. Or somebody um, else, we don't know. Or, yeah, or someone else. Um, I, I would assume if they list a romance in the genre, yeah. though, it's probably the main people. That's, well, hopefully. That's usually what it, what it is. Okay. Um, chapters, it's complete. It's at 31 chapters. The rating so <laughs> far is a 4.3 out of 23 reviews. Not bad, not bad. Although the age rating on here says 16 and up. But then again, um, yeah. Inkit doesn't let you, um, you know... Do romance or erotica... No, no, no. They, they do. You can pick the age rating. They just have certain age ratings. They only have three that you can choose from. So it's oh. not like you can put like a specific age on here or anything. Well, that makes sense. So the first cha- chapter, and I'm using air quotation marks, is because it's actually not a chapter. It looks like a dedication page, um, which is normal for a book to do, um, you know, if they want to. I'm not actually going to read the dedication page. We're just going to go ahead and jump into the actual official chapter. Cool. And this is actually a prologue. And the prologue says David Keene. I don't know who David Keene is, but mm-hmm. mis- was not mentioned in the summary. But because this prologue is so long, I'm going to treat it as a first chapter. Because I feel like if I actually go to the first chapter, mm-hmm. we're going to be missing some pretty vital information. Probably. So, um, generally the prologues like this... And because it's so long, they get skipped. So mm-hmm. if there's anything like super pertinent in this prologue, we might need to add it to the first chapter. Yeah, it should just be the first chapter. Okay. It shouldn't be a prologue. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's too long to be a prologue. It's but, almost like the last book we had. Well, it was. It's the opposite. Yeah, the last what, the last book should have the first chapter should have been a prologue. This one, the first. The prologue should be the first chapter. Yeah, it's too long to be a prologue. Prologue should only be like in a book, mm-hmm. maximum three pages. No, publish three pages. Yeah, for a prologue. Yes, publishers do not like prologues. In fact, there are a lot of publishers who will automatically reject books with prologues. Dang. They hate them. <laughs> That's crazy. And and mainly because um the thing is is like people people are impatient and they want to jump right into the story. Of course. Like someone we know. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Who's impatient? Yeah. Me? Yes. No. <laughs> so, so that's why, um, that's why you better have like a really good <laughs> prologue if you're going to catch a publisher because they're going to look mm-hmm. at this and be like, oh my God, it's so long. Mm-hmm. I can't tell how many words this is, obviously. Inkit does tell you, but only on your own platform when you're actually managing your mm-hmm. stories, how many words they are. I would say your prologue should not be more than a thousand words. Which I was is about three pages for a prologue is long. Yeah. Usually the books you see, like the really famous ones, the prologue is like half a side of one page. Well, some of them. I've read other prologues that are longer, like in Twilight. Like in Twilight, I think it was three or four pages long. You gotta uh, think I, you're only putting. I've never two... read Twilight, so. Yeah, I know you probably didn't. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> Don't judge. Well, anyways, but usually. Pages are between 250 and 300 page or 300 words long. Mm-hmm. So if you're under a thousand words, it's going to be about three pages. Okay. Um, and that's normal. That would just be front, back, and then half of another page, mm-hmm. and you're done. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump in. So, prologue: David Keene, May first, nineteen ninety-seven. It also has David Keene again. Um, I'm guessing this is starting off like a journal kind of thing. 1997. 
It's a year before I was born. I'm older. <laughs> yeah. All right. Does that make you feel cougar? Stop. All right. <laughs> so, when I first volunteered for the study, I thought it would be a good way to make a quick buck, and I needed the money. The first time I saw the poster, it was a last resort if none of my reviews worked out or interviews worked out. But soon it seemed like the only viable option with deadlines for bills closing in. I glanced down at the tab I had taken from the sign I had spotted on the bulletin board. It had an address and phone number. I called and inquired about several questions I had. So I'm immediately noticing yeah. had is a favorited word here. Mm-hmm. I've already said it one, two, three, four, five times in two sentences. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Does the does the sentence inquired about some questions I had, does that make sense? Or am I just not... It says, I had called and inquired about several questions I had. Yeah. So you could just say, I had called, I... See, the I, thing, I called. So here's the thing with had. Had is a passive form of speaking, okay? Mm-hmm. It's passive voice. You want to get away from passive voice. You don't need those had. You can say, I called and inquired about several questions. Mm-hmm. Period. That's it. That's the end of the sentence. And then I glanced down at the tab um, I had taken from the sign on the bulletin board. You can completely take out I had spotted on the, I had spotted. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can take out some. They're basically filler words. Mm-hmm. So you need to change your um, passive voice to more active voice. Um, basically, um, when you say when you're talking active, you're you're using more action verbs. Mm-hmm. Um, had is just a, a passive. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to continue. The pay, the details of the experiment, the consequences, etc. This is just the questions that they had. Mm-hmm. They explained that the experiment was to help people who are born or have hearing loss due to accident. I obviously had perfect hearing, so I was worried I would be rejected. Okay, that was a whole sentence. Whew. Yeah, that should have been a period, I believe. I don't know if that was a mis- like just a typo. Because mm-hmm. they have a comma there, but I, it should have been a period mm-hmm. between accidents. And then I obviously had perfect hearing. That should have been definitely a period. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, oh, it keeps going. Oh, goodness. I didn't read the whole that sentence. same sentence? Yes. Oh, goodness. I obviously had perfect hearing, so I was worried I would be rejected. But they explained they needed people who could hear to test to see if it was working. The drugs... We're supposed to restore hearing, apparently, so if my hearing became better, it was working. That's a whole sentence. Yikes. And I started off like, yeah, you're going to have to put some periods in there. <laughs> there are commas. Periods or find a way to shorten the sentence, essentially. Yeah, uh, just periods. Just break it up, essentially. Yeah, okay. they just, I mean, they have natural stops mm-hmm. where it would have a period placed. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Now, we're not going to comment on the same er- same things that we keep seeing over and over again. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we will never get through this chapter. So, um, I'm only commenting on things that I see... That are brand new That are subjects. brand new. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So, so, if there's like multiple of these run-on sentences, we're not going to keep on saying, hey, here's another run-on sentence. We're just going to find new things to talk about. Exactly. It sounded simple, and the risk seemed minimal, and it paid decently. I needed to make rent and buy food. Well, we know that, because you said there were bills to pay. So, I mean, I would take one of those out, because it's a little redundant. Um, 
Where are you going? Tyler, my boyfriend, asked before I left the apartment. He was standing at the stove cooking lunch. He was tall with short, dirty blonde hair, short facial hair around his lips and on his cheeks. He also had bright blue eyes. Now, I'm one of these people. I will, I'm just going to pause briefly. And the only reason I'm pausing is because you could totally make that sentence sound a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It's, you use short twice in the same sentence. It's, it's considered a repeated word. Mm-hmm. If you... And, and one of the... Um, sites that I use that helps with repeated words is called Autocrit. Mm-hmm. It's A-U-T-O-C-R-I-T. Autocrit. It's short for author critique and they look up repeated words under the free version. I absolutely love it because I repeat words all the time. And basically it looks up words that are the same in either the same sentences or near each other or in, the, or in paragraphs that, are, that mm-hmm. are close to each other just so you can try, kind of change them to a similar word without changing the meaning. But it gives your reader something fresh and they're not constantly seeing that same word over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And when you're using descriptive words to, you know, obviously to describe someone and what they're wearing, how their facial hair is, you know, what they look like, you want to try to st- steer away from kind of repeating words only because people can lose their place and I know especially with how you know impatient I am if I start losing my place I'm just going to give up yeah and what I was meaning um you know with this uh with this particular sentence you can keep the he was tall with short dirty blonde hair and then I would probably change the short facial hair around his lips and on his cheeks to to some kind of actiony thing like mm-hmm. um his his shadow or like his five o'clock shadow always tickled my lips whenever he kissed mm-hmm. me, or tickled or, my cheeks whenever he kissed me on the, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. His obviously unshaven face, or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because then it gives um, the reader kind of not only an insight into their relationship mm-hmm. and how they treat each other, because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, his five o'clock shadow is like tickling your face, like that's really cute, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it also tells me that okay, he's got a five o'clock shadow. Mm-hmm. You know, or something, or he's got short facial hair without you having to repeat yourself Mm -hmm. as short, Mm -hmm. you know, facial hair. It also gives the reader, like you said, an insight into the relationship, but it also gives, it it helps with the kind of visualization of words. And, you know, as an author, that's your job is to make people see pictures in their head that you're writing, you know, from words that you're writing on paper. So having that kind of descriptive situation helps in that scenario yeah and then the next sentence the next sentence immediately after where it talks about the facial hair it says he also had bright blue eyes well i mean you're telling me that's Mm -hmm. cool but why don't you show me his bright blue eyes like okay so he's asking where you're going say his eyes his bright blue eyes followed me across the room Mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying that makes it sound like you Mm -hmm. know that you're not just telling me he has mm-hmm. bright blue eyes. You're showing it to me too that they're following me across the room. Mm-hmm. It's, almost, it's almost like you're trying to, you're trying to describe someone without actually having to describe them in a sentence to somebody. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they they hate this term and I hate using it. But basically, this is what what we're telling you right now is what people mean whenever they say show me don't tell me and you will get that so many times from publishers and literary Mm -hmm. agents like you're doing you're doing too much telling not showing that's exactly what they mean Mm -hmm. this is what this is what because i hate when people say that and they don't give you examples we're giving you examples of what that means Mm -hmm. right now okay so just just trying to help you out we're 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 not here to criticize 
And well, we are just constructively. Well, it's it, <laughs> you know when you hear we're I'm going to criticize you. It doesn't mean positively. We are here to constructively criticize. We're here to help as best we can. Yeah. All right. We're going to continue. Another interview. I should be back in a few hours. I replied, giving him a smile. I didn't want him to worry, considering it had come to this. He stepped back from the stove and laid a hand on my chest and leaned in to kiss me. I returned it gently, still smiling. His hand moved from my chest up through my dark brown curly hair. See, that was that was a pretty good way of using mm-hmm. that, you know, showing versus telling thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I know that, you know, the main character has dark brown curly hair. Good job. I love you, I murmured, looking down, still a little embarrassed. I love you too, he replies, tipping my chin back, so I so I look at him. We both smiled again before pulling back. I will forever treasure that last I love you that I heard from him before leaving that day. It would never sound the same again. He stood there as I slid my shoes on and opened the front door. I smiled at him one last time before shutting it behind me. And that was just another um, run-on sentence. So mm-hmm. that, there's a natural pause there with a com- basically just change sure. your comma to a period. I snapped back to reality on the street in front of the address of the lab that was doing the experiments or trials or whatever you wanted to call them. I took one last deep breath and approached the door. I pulled it open and slipped inside. I glanced around the front door where there was a receptionist and several chairs. Only one of them was filled by a woman in her late 20s with dark brown hair and brown eyes. She looked to be of native descent with a clipboard filling out papers. Now, the only thing I did notice about that one is that there were a lot of sentences that started with the word I. Mm -hmm. And that happens a lot when you're doing a first person. Mm -hmm. So I would say just try and rearrange those sentences a little. Like um, where where he's pulling the door open and and slips inside, you can say, pulling the door open, I slipped inside. Mm -hmm. So you're not actually starting with I, Mm -hmm. but you're starting with the action of what they're doing, and Mm -hmm. then you go I. And that will help break up those I sentences. Excuse me, I started approaching the I started approaching the receptionist's desk. That's just another kind of uh, passive uh, started approaching. Mm-hmm. You can just say I approached the receptionist's desk. Excuse me, I said as I approached the receptionist's desk. Exactly. You know. Exactly. She looked up at me. I'm here for the experiment, I continued. Ah, yes, Dr. Quincy said you'd be coming, the receptionist replied, his almond-shaped blue eyes lighting up. He looked excited and young, like fresh out of college young. You need to fill out some papers and sign the contract. Read it carefully before signing, and then we'll take your vitals and start the experiment. He started holding out a a clipboard of papers to me. Okay, I replied, taking the clipboard. Mm. You don't have to keep repeating the clipboard. You can say... Because we know that he's holding out a clipboard to you. You just say, okay, okay. I replied taking it. Yeah, or okay, I said as I took it from his hands. Yeah, it depends on if you want to get wordy. Um, You don't want to have taglines that are too many words. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, most uh, publishers want you to keep your dialogue tags short Mm -hmm. and simple. Okay. So, if you're going to go that route, I would just say, okay, I replied taking uh, I took it from him. Or something. As I took it. Yeah. I took a seat and looked over the documents, filling out name, sex, age, medical history, family, and emergency contacts, allergies, etc. We don't really need to know all that. That's that's a lot of stuff that's not very pertinent to the mm-hmm. plot. 
you can just say that you filled it out. Most people know what kind of, like, you can just say it's a medical document. Most people know what's on a medical yeah. document, so. I mean, I mean, it does kind of help describe it, but it's not really necessary. Mm -hmm. I think what would be more interesting would, you know, to say something like, um, I, f I found a seat in the corner as I read over what questions it was asking or something along those lines. Just not necessarily saying all of the subjects that it's asking you, but kind of saying, trying to encompass them all in one, you know, like trying to figure out the medical questions. Yeah. Another you know. thing that I don't particularly like is when people use the term etc. Mm -hmm. Because that's kind of shows laziness. Yeah. It, it almost feels like a cop out. Like you're like, yeah, there are more examples. I'm not going to tell you them. But there are more. Yeah. Like, so the, the rule is whenever you're listing things out, do it in threes. Mm -hmm. So you can say that, you know, I took a seat and looked over the documents, filling out my my uh, name, medical history, and emergency contacts. Mm -hmm. And that would be the main three that you use. Instead of, you know, listing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then et cetera. Yeah, and yeah. then et cetera. So that would be something, you know, you could change. Because I have seen, this is the second time we've seen et cetera. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. So, I looked over the contract. Everything seemed all right and accurate to the poster and ex explanation from the person who had answered my questions over the phone. The woman in her late 20s got up and handed her clipboard back to the receptionist and sat back down. I signed the contract and went over everything one last time to make sure it was correct and accurate before getting up and handing it to the receptionist. He got up and disappeared into the back with the two clipboards. I and the woman waited patiently in the waiting room. I began to get nervous. It was just nerves, though, right? So that's a that's a whole sentence. Mm -hmm. I began to get nervous. It was just nerves, though, right? That can be broken up. Began is also another type of passive voice. Mm -hmm. So you can say that, um, you know, pearls of sweat broke out of my forehead as my nerves kicked in or something. Mm -hmm. um, or you can even change that and be like, I was getting nervous, or I got nervous, mm -hmm. or something. Or you could even switch it up and say, you know, the more nervous I felt, the more pearls of sweat I could feel start dripping down my head, mm -hmm. or my forehead. You know, you could switch it up and make it just sound more, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of um, options you can do to make mm -hmm. it more descriptive and get rid of the passive voice. Mm -hmm. I wish for once I had listened to my nerves. I had no idea what was coming. The receptionist came back. Mister Holl Miss Hollander, he called. Please follow me this way. He replied, nodding back to the hall. He led the woman in her late twenties. So you mentioned her late twenties like three times. We get it. Mm -hmm. We know she's in her late twenties. You you can leave that out now. Um, you don't have to keep mentioning it. It's um, a little. It's that's what we call redundancy. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I can understand if you like forgot to mention it. Cause sometimes I forget to mention things while I'm writing, and I'm like, oh, and then I go back and edit, and I'm like, oh, I already <laughs> while said you're that. Editing, you found things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or, you know, the classic, his eyes change color in the middle of my book, so yeah. I had to go back and <laughs> figure out what happened. What book was that? Oh my gosh, when I was editing Brimstone, um, I, I couldn't remember Gabriel's eyes. Oh no. So I had to go back and change what I had written, because oh, I no. kept referring to them as a different color than what they were. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, it happens. I mean, it happens where you forget, you know. I mean, this is, this is what we're doing. The whole process of 
editing and, you know, trying to find the best words and tr- finding your mistakes before you try to send it to a publisher. That's, that's the whole process of what we're doing right now. You know, we're exactly. helping people do that. And I, you know. Yeah, yeah, and this and this is stuff that you this is um, writing tips that you can use throughout your entire book, not just mm-hmm. on your first chapter, because if it happens in your first chapter, I guarantee it's, it's probably in the, the other other chapters too. And and it happens to me too. I had to go back and I took out so many repeated words. I had no idea. I think the word that I I re- I repeated the word just over forty <laughs> times in every single chapter. I had to go back. I literally. <sighs> Opened up my document, like the whole, like uh-huh. all thirty-five chapters, and just typed. I typed in "find just" uh-huh. that word, and I had to go out and take out every single instance oh, of where that how word long was. Did that take? Um, I mean, it didn't take too long, but just because, like, it was a filler word. Mm-hmm. I I realized when I was reading sentences, I didn't need it. Yeah. It was just there. Oh, sorry, my cat jumped up on my table and knocked down my um picture. If you guys heard that crash, sorry. <laughs> Mavericks being a jerk. Yeah. Well, we'll just, we will go on. Okay. So he led the woman in her late 20s to a room and disappeared inside for a few minutes. I could hear the beeping of a blood pressure machine and some muffled voices. Again, another sentence that has a comma instead of a period. Mm -hmm. Just replace that comma with a period and you're golden. They emerged a few minutes later and he led her around a corner further down the hall. My phone buzzed, causing me to jump. I pulled out my phone and looked at it. I was still getting used to being able to text Tyler and not having to call him every time I wanted to say something. Good luck, Tyler had sent me. Another place where you have had, and you could just say, Tyler, you know, sent mm-hmm. me. I smiled and started to type, thank you. Mr. Keene? I jumped a bit when the receptionist spoke, distracting me from my phone. No one ever used my last name. Was it Mr. or Mrs.? Mr. Oh, I thought you said Mrs. earlier. Miss Hollander was the little oh, in the late 20s. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Aw, this is cute. It's a lovely gay couple. I love it. Very inclusive. <laughs> no one ever used my last name. I'm sorry. Get down, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> my cat is trying to put himself on fire. He's putting his face in the lamp. Yes. Cats are, uh, cats are fun. <laughs> yes, I replied looking up. Follow me, please, he said with a smile. I shut my phone and, I f- and figured I'd text Tyler later. I got up following the receptionist into the first back room he led Miss Hollander into. Sit, he said, gesturing to the chair. David Keene, 36, born March 8, 1961, right? He replies, looking over the clipboard. Yes, I replied, taking the seat. I'm going to take your weight, blood pressure, listen to your breathing, and then we're... So they, they put were instead of we're. They didn't mm. put an apostrophe so there. So it's grammatical, not... Yeah, it's a grammatical. And then we're going to go to another room and test your hearing, okay? He explains. Okay, I reply. Well, I mean, if the guy's explaining this to him, he must be able to hear okay. Well, they explained it in the beginning. Yeah. You know, he said he had perfect hearing, but they needed people who did have perfect hearing. That way, if it got better, they knew it worked. Yeah. All right. He put the cuff around my upper arm and turned the machine on and it tightened. He wrote down the results on the clipboard and then took the cuff off. 
Lift your shirt, he stated. I did. He placed a mildly cold stethoscope on my back. Deep breath in, deep breath out, he stated. I did as he requested. Okay, he replied, removing the stethoscope after a few minutes. Stand up, remove your shoes, and step on the scale, he continued. I removed my shoes and stepped up onto the scale. The numbers came to rest around 145 pounds, 145 pounds. Good, okay, bring your shoes and follow me, he replied, writing the numbers down again. I followed him to another room around the corner from the waiting area. We're going to have you listen to a series of sounds to gauge your hearing first, and then we will take you to another room for the actual experiment, he continues. Right, I replied. I'd probably fail this test. I can't hear nothing. <laughs> I really can't. <laughs> Me too. I'm deaf. <laughs> it's, it's a wonder we're able to say anything to each other with how deaf we both are. It's even worse now that I can't see anybody's lips moving behind a mask. So when I'm right? talking to customers, uh, I'm like, what? What did you say? What? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you know somebody who can't hear well, and you know they're just, they're trying their best. If they say, huh, more than three times, don't give up on them. They're trying, really. They're just... Look, I pretty much say what I, I pretty much ask the person to repeat themselves three times, and then after that, I'm just like, okay, so let's move on because <laughs> I don't know what's happening. All right, all right. There are some things you shouldn't be able to hear due to your age. It's completely normal, so don't worry if you can't hear anything at times. If you can hear it, just click this button. He replies, holding uh, a button to me. You know, it's funny because I actually did take a hearing test when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And funny side story, guys, but um, my mom thought that I was deaf. Like, she thought, like, <laughs> I could not hear. So she took me into a doctor, and they put me in this dark room, and they had this, like, what I would do, basically, is I'd raise my hand whenever mm -hmm. they did a tone. And I come out, and I'm like, my mom's like, so? And they're like, oh, she just has selective hearing. She just doesn't <laughs> want to listen to you. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I had almost the exact same situation. My dad thought I was deaf because I just would never respond to anything he said. So instead of doing that, they had him sit on the outside with the same pair of headphones. And we were facing away from each other and we both lift our hands every time. And he would like look back and see me raising my hand. And he's like, are you making things up? Do you, are you hearing things that aren't there? And they're like, no, you're just old. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. All right. So I take the button and sit on the edge of a hospital bed they had against one wall. I will be right outside, but I must leave to make sure I don't skew the results by making noises, okay? He continued. Understandable. Okay, I replied. There were speakers in each of the corners of the room. The receptionist slipped out of the room. We are going to be starting, okay? His voice came through the speakers. Okay, I answered. There's a lot of okaying around mm -hmm. here. So I'd probably watch that as your repeated mm -hmm. word, use something similar. Maybe instead of saying, okay, say all right or something. Yep. I hear silence for a few minutes until I begin to hear another begin passive. I begin to hear humming and click the button. The sounds begin to grow until it's a piercing shrill scream. And I almost feel like I might damage my ears. It goes silent again. Okay, that was great. Just leave the button and you can come out. Come out of the room. His voice came back. I set the button down on the bed and approached the door. He was waiting outside with another man. The second man stood at six feet tall, a lot taller and more intimidating than the receptionist. His name tag read Dr. Quincy. Thank you, y'all. That's a name. Y-A-W, just so oh. you guys know what I'm saying. 
See, because we're from the South, and when you said y'all, I thought he was saying, thank you, y'all. Y'all. And I was like, what is he saying? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, that's, that's the name. So I'm just letting our listeners know, too, oh. just because we are Southern here. <laughs> so thank you, y'all. Go back to the desk and check any other participants in and do the test again. Mr. Keene, follow me, please, Dr. Quincy stated. Yes, sir, y'all responded and ran off back around the corner to the waiting room. Dr. Quincy led me away to another room with a hospital bed. Lay down. We're going to put you under for a bit to administer the drug. It's very unpleasant otherwise. Ooh, okay, that's kind of scary. <laughs> I would be noping the hell out of there. Yeah, I don't want anything what? to hurt me. <laughs> Your ears may feel sore when you wake, and they may be ringing. Both are completely normal and should subside eventually. If you have any second thoughts, now would be the time. <laughs> yeah, I'd be out of there. Yeah, I would have second thoughts. I'd be like... Number one, putting me under to administer a drug. I don't know what you're doing to my body. Number two, telling me my ears may ring and hurt when I wake up and it's normal. No, no. <laughs> I'm out. Well, he needs the money. So, I, you know, people are desperate. Desperate times. Uh, there are some <laughs> plasma. Okay. <laughs> I considered everything one last time, but I didn't want to lose my apartment with Tyler. My only safe haven from the world that didn't understand us. Yeah, I, I can imagine. That's fair. Yeah. I think I'm ready, I replied. Okay, change into the hospital gown and lay down, and one of my assistants will be back in a few minutes, he replied. He slipped out. I removed my clothes and put on the gown. I glanced at Tyler's text in my phone one last time before laying it, laying it on the chair with my clothes and laying down on the bed. That was a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably break up that sentence, and I'd probably rewrite some of it, too. Okay. Yeah. There was a knock on the, on the door a few minutes later before an assistant entered with a rollaway tray with anesthesia administer. What? Rollaway tray with anesthesia administer. That's the end of the sentence. Oh. I, I think there's a... I think there's, like, a word missing, maybe? Mm, maybe. Or... or um, I would just say on a rollaway tray with anesthesia and leave mm-hmm. out the administer. You could you could also say with a rollaway tray with a large needle of anesthesia. Yeah. You know, yeah. to make... A syringe of anesthesia yeah. or something, yeah. yeah. Just because the, I don't know what... Because it, administer is like an action verb. Mm-hmm. That's a verb. So it's that's a, why it's, I was it's like... The, it's the action of actually, you know, administering... Yeah. The anesthesia. Yeah. I think you so meant if, like... So if there's a word like missing a sur- there, just reread it real quick and see what you were missing. Because obviously the author knows what they meant to write. Yeah. And like you said in last week's episode, there are some times where you're writing and writing and writing for hours. And you're like, well, I know what I meant, but that's not what I put. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it always helps to just reread your sentences, you know, especially if you've been writing for a long time or if you're writing after work. Because... You just get tired, and some words just get left out. Mm-hmm. Try to relax, the assistant insisted. I nodded and laid back and tried to breathe. They hooked me up to one of the heart machines in the room. It began to beep incessantly. You still there? The assistant asked one last time. I didn't hesitate this time. Yes, I replied. The assistant lifted the administer and placed it over my nose and mouth, and I slipped off soon enough. Administer. So I guess, is that what the nose piece is called? I no, it's called a mask. Yeah, it's called a gas. It's a gas mask. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So 
I mean, yeah, it would be a gas mask. But if you're if you're doing anesthesia in that kind of environment, I don't know if they would gas you or not. Um, they they might actually do like an IV line and put it in you know do it in a liquid form and inject it directly into your veins, and then possibly gas you. That's kind of what they do in surgeries. You know, they tell you to count backwards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Where was I? When I woke up, I could feel the soreness and ringing in my ears. I shifted my head, causing the pain to spread, but I spotted what looked like Miss Hollander, but her long brown hair had been shaved off her head and she had bandaged patches all over her scalp. Her eyes were fluttering like she was having a seizure. I noticed handcuffs on her wrist. Oh, oh, things got real dark. <laughs> well, dark or kinky? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what had happened? She shifted, causing the handcuff attached to the bed frame to make a ting noise. It sounded like someone was playing the piano outside the walls of the room. It wasn't an organized synth- symphony either. Ah, you're awake, a voice spoke. I looked around and spotted speakers in the room, in the corners of the room again. What's going on? I asked by my speech was slurred and it sounded like I was underwater. I think they meant to put, I asked, but my speech was slurred. Mm-hmm. If they put by, but I think they meant but. That's okay. It sounded like my hearing had gotten worse, if anything. The experiment, Quincy, uh, Quincy continued. Is she all right? I questioned. Uh, mm, it should have been I questioned because you're doing everything in past tense and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you go to a present tense. Um, sentence. So, just, um, you know, watch out for your tense changing. Watching Miss Hollander shake, shake, and her eyes flutter open, I shut sometimes, and shut sometimes exposing her iris and pupil, and other times only the whites of her eyes. I definitely rewrite that sentence, and it's a little long. <laughs> She's fine. It's a side effect. Nothing major, he explained. Nothing major? <laughs> you don't handcuff somebody in the bed for nothing Who's major. Who's having a seizure <laughs> right next to you. That's, oh, yeah. goodness. Okay. Seizures are caused by misfiring in the brain. I knew my sister had epilepsy when she was younger. Death by seizure was rare, especially in people who have no medical history of previous seizures or don't have epilepsy. I was still concerned. Had I had seizures... Yeah, I'd still be concerned, especially if I didn't have oh, a, yeah. any medical history of seizures and all of a sudden I started having them. Well, did the did the character have a seizure or was it just the girl next to him? The girl next to him. Oh. But, I mean, he doesn't really know the medical history of some another yeah. patient, so it's hard to say. Is he going to have a seizure? I don't know. Let's see. Let's read on. I slowly lifted myself up so I was sitting in the bed. I looked around. Everything was awash in red light. The room was lit up poorly by red light bulbs. What time was it even? Where was my phone? Is the experiment done? I question. Yes, but we have to monitor you for a bit, he replies. How long? I asked. A few more hours, he replied. Tyler was going to kill me when I got home, and I told him about this place. I was never doing this again. Can I have my clothes and phone? I asked. They're in your bedside table, he responded, matter of fact. I turned and looked to the other side of the room, away from Miss Hollander and the door, to see a nightstand and six other subjects lying in beds passed out. Their heart rates all seem normal. Okay. <laughs> so we've got a one in eight chance of having a seizure now. Woo. Or, 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 you know, we don't know how long those other patients have been in there. <laughs> or they've so. all had seizures as well. Yeah. 
We will be giving your phone calls. Wait, we will be giving you phone calls in the following weeks, Mr. Keene, to see how you are doing once you leave here. If you have any concerns in that time, just call us. Thank you for participating in our experiment, Quincy said with too much cheer in his voice. When he said we will be giving you phone calls in the following weeks, I thought it meant we will be giving you phone calls to other people. Like, we're going to be letting you call people. Yeah, that's what... So I thought that it was like, oh, shit, is he locked in there now? Well, that's exactly so, what I thought when I read that sentence. Yeah. I was like, what? So so yeah. you might want to make that one just a little more clear. Yeah. Because I thought... So, I, I literally thought that, okay, we're holding you hostage for a few weeks. Yeah. But we're going to, you know, make sure that your phone calls get through to people. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> that's what I think, you know, a better way of wording that would be... Uh, we're going to be calling you. You know, once a week or in the next few weeks to see how you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I was creeped out. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Any person with a friggin' brain should be creeped out. Yeah. I pulled my clothes on and phone out of the bedside table. My phone was dead. Great. Just great. I pulled on my clothes quickly and looked around to see if there were any phone chargers around. None. I guess I was waiting to call Tyler. I just wanted to go home. I tried the door at the left end of the room. Locked. I could hear the piano getting better the closer I got to the door. The hours ticked by and the piano grew louder. Hours? You still haven't left? I was going to say, hours? What? I love... Well, they they did have to monitor him for a few hours. Oh, yeah, that's right. I love classical music as much as the next person, but this was too much. Can you stop playing the piano? I exclaimed. I heard a click then. It came from the door, and then one of the heart machines behind me started blaring. Uh-oh. I glanced back and forth between Miss Hollander's flat line and the door. <laughs> I pushed through it, and once I was through it... See? I pushed through it, and once I was through it... Mm, yeah. I, that's, that's repetitive. Definitely yeah. changed that. The piano sounded like it was right next to me. I stumbled through the halls and following exit signs until I burst out into the street. And followed exit signs, not following. Because that would be present Mm -hmm. and should be past. It was night, pitch black out, with only the moon and street lights to illuminate the streets of Lincoln, Nebraska. I couldn't hear the screeching jumbled piano anymore, but I could hear a violin, a guitar, and other instruments. Was there a music festival somewhere nearby or a concert? I covered my ears and tried to gather my bearings and figure out which way was which way home was. I ran trying to follow street signs and not get hit by cars. Hey, watch it, someone shouted at me. As I got closer to the apartment building, the noise and music became unbearable. Why was it so loud? And why wasn't anyone else complaining? I located our apartment window. I glanced at my phone before hurling it out the window. It hit it and bounced off and fell back to the ground, breaking in half. Why did you do that? (laughs) Probably because his phone's dead. I guess. And he doesn't have a way to get back in the apartment. Well, so... find a rock. Don't throw your phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? A rock or a brick or, you know. You know, a piece of trash. Anything else that's Something. not valuable, like your phone, it's just dead. It's not, like, well, if it's broken. A, well, if it's a Nokia, you're fine. But then again, it wouldn't die. Well, obviously, so. it was a Nokia broken half. So, <laughs> I'm thinking Apple? Ooh, small dig, small dig. <laughs> The curtains moved, and I placed the hand I used to throw the phone back over my ears. I saw Tyler look out the window. He seemed to be gesturing for me to come up, but I shook my head. If it was loud and my ears were hurting here, I could only imagine what going, what going inside the apartment building would do. 
He held up a one as if to say, give me a minute, and disappeared. I went across the street and sat against the building. At this distance, the apartment building's noise was just, um, was just bearable. I took my hands off my ears. They were bleeding. I tried to breathe. Were they oh. actually bleeding? Wow. So, so here's the problem. If, if he's the only one that can hear the sound, like if it's an audible sound, something that's actually going in his ear, other people would be able to hear it. Right? Uh, Unless the drug, the experimental was to let him be able to hear it? Well, the thing that I'm a little confused about is that um, I don't think that these are this is actual instruments playing or anything. I think he's mm-hmm. supposed to be hearing people's, almost like people's souls, souls? or, yeah. you know, Everybody things. has a different instrument. I guess. So, I mean, that's uh, kind of what I'm getting right now. I don't know if that's what the author intends, but that's what I'm... So what's my instrument? Yours? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, I can't hear shit. So <laughs> I, would, I would say, even if I did, even if I was playing an instrument around the house, you still would be able to hear me. Probably a pot. <laughs> <laughs> pot with a wooden spoon. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. Like it. I was gonna say yours is a violin, but now I need to think of something uh, more mean. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Some people don't like violins. I think they're kind of screechy. So. What do you think? Do you like them? I mean, I've always wanted to learn how to play a violin. Yeah. But a cello would be nice, too. I think cellos have a that nice sound. That was going to be my sound. first choice for your, your sound, was a cello. Yeah. But It's because I'm relaxed, give off good vibes. Definitely feel cello <laughs> music when we're hanging out. Okay. I don't hear it because I'm deaf, but... <laughs> All right. I went across... What, where was I? Oh, oh, okay. So his ears were bleeding. Yeah. I heard a metal door squeak open and slam shut. shut. I glanced up and I saw Tyler running over to me. David, where have you been? You've been gone for three days. What? Holy crap. Three days? That was, that was unexpected. That was... Whew. <laughs> three days. You didn't answer my texts or calls, he explained. Well, that explains he... why the phone's dead. Yeah, it's been three, three <laughs> days. Oh my gosh. Okay. It sounded like Wonderwall by Oasis. Good song. You know, you know fun fact, Oasis hates playing that song at concerts because that's yeah. their one and only song that yeah. everybody wants to hear. And the and the lead singer actually, um, I, think it was, I think it was Wonderwall, yeah, like made that song as a freaking like satire, a parody or whatever. Because, it was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. And he has to sing it. And he's just like, nah, that's I ain't singing that no more. hilarious. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, my one, yeah, my one. Oh my God, please don't. <laughs> All right. it sounded now like, my ears are going to start bleeding. It sounded like Wonderwall by Oasis was emanating from him. Maybe he has good taste in music. Say. Is Wonderwall good taste in music? I like Wonderwall. I mean, I know, it's, I know people who sing it don't, but I like it. I listen to it. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. You know, my emo days. Oh gosh. <laughs> Can you hear that? I questioned. Hear what? He asked. That music. It's so loud, I exclaimed. Music. No one's playing music. It's almost midnight, he replies. My ears hurt, I continue. He looks at them. Yeah, one of his noses. The blood just dripping down the side of his face. (laughs) From his ears. The blood is dripping. I I hope he notices. He says, you might have a perforated eardrum. You're bleeding, too. We should take you to the hospital, he replies. Hey, there's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, okay, I replied. I'll get. I'll go get the car. Just stay here, all right? And he replies. Replies. I replied. Replied. Yeah. Reply. 
might want to change up this. Just, I mean, you don't have to use too many tags. Like, mm-hmm. you can say stated, said, declared, commanded, um, anything like that. But just uh, switch them up every once in a while so it doesn't mm-hmm. get old for the reader. Yeah, okay. I reply taking a deep breath. That's like one, two, three, four. Four replies. Wow. In the, yeah, so. In like three sentences? Yeah, so definitely switch those up. And you don't even have to put that he replied. Like, we like we know that the two characters are talking to each mm-hmm. other. We know it's a dialogue. Yeah, so you can just put, like, okay, okay, stop. And then he says, I will get the car. Just stay here, all right? And then stop. And then just say, I take a deep breath or something. And then and then you just put, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So we, we know that they're, they're talking to each other. So you don't have to use a tie after every single one. Yeah, you could break it up with sentences that aren't necessarily part of the dialogue. But in the grand scheme of things, are actually part of the dialogue. Yeah. He patted me on the shoulder and ran off back toward the apartment building. Wonderwall disappearing with him. <laughs> I just uh, that just tickles me. Was the music coming from people? Had that experiment enabled me to hear it? I rubbed my arms and tried to calm my thoughts. They didn't say anything about that in the experiment. It was crazy. It was a side effect. It would go away with my ear when my eardrums healed. Tyler came back with the car. He helped me up and into the front passenger seat. What happened? He asked honestly once we were on the road toward the hospital. Did someone jump you? Do they know? Do they know? Do they know what? Who knows? What? Who is he talking about? Who's they? What year is this? It's 1997. Oh, well, that's why. What? You probably oh, okay, okay. Now you're picking up on it. Okay, now you're picking okay. Up. Now yeah. I understand where where he's where he's going Homosexuality. with that. Homosexuality. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, because I was, I, well, but I, I feel like homosexuality was more accepted in the late '90s rather than like any time before that. Mm, no, I would have to disagree with you on that one. Yeah. Well, I was born in the late '90s, so I wouldn't. Yeah, really know. no, I would disagree with you on that one. Um, yeah. No, I, I would say this is pretty accurate. Although, when he said, do they know? I'm thinking, like, does Tyler know about this experiment, people? Yeah, he, he, That's what he I was probably thinking. Probably wouldn't say, do they know about us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would, that, yeah. It, would, it, it, would, it yeah. would tell the reader, you know, he's wondering if somebody knows about them as a couple. And it would also say, oh, okay. Like, he, that's what he's wondering if he got beat up because... Of his, you know. Yeah, because my mind went immediately to the hospital. To the experiment. Yeah, Yeah. the experiment. All right. This has nothing to do with us, I replied, wincing as another wave of pain came over my ears. You tell me you're you're going for a job interview. You tell me you're going to be back in a few hours. You don't text me back. You don't come back in a few hours. In fact, you disappear for three days. Three days, David. Three days is quite a long time. (laughs) And you give me nothing. I thought you were dead. Or they'd locked you up or something, he exclaims. I applied for an experiment. Rent was due in four days. We needed the money, I replied. What kind of experiment, he questions. Did he ever get the money? That's a great question. Like, did they get him a check when he left? I mean, I'm pretty sure it was not a direct deposit set up in 1997. I was going to say, did they have direct deposit in 1997? I don't think he did. I don't know. They should have got cut him a check, so I might want to add that in there. Just remember, 1997. gift card. No. No? You don't think so? No. Oh, gift okay. cards weren't really big. I don't think gift cards were that big in the ni- in 90s. 
Not really. Like I said. Cash or check, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in the age of debit cards, so I don't know. Just so you guys know, I was born in 92. I was born in 98. So I actually remember 97. Uh, I was not born yet, so I don't. Okay. Also, you want to know something embarrassing? What? I had to ask my good friend Allie today where the check number was located on the check. <gasps> because the customer gave me a check, and in our app, it, it like asks us what the check number is. And I sent the check to Allie and said, where's the check number? And she goes, oh, you poor thing. Oh, my God. It's so funny, because Allie's only, like, what, a year older than you? Uh, I think two years, yeah. Two years older than yeah. you. You guys are babies. <laughs> All right, so. Calm down, Grandma. <laughs> you see how he treats me okay oh goodness <laughs> let's see where was i at oh what kind of experiment there you go mm-hmm. i don't think their explanation was accurate it was supposed to improve your hearing i mean i can hear things i couldn't before but i don't know if that's an improvement and sometimes it sounds like things are underwater fly. <laughs> i would say no it's not an improvement you're hearing music i think i would tell him immediately you sound like wonderwall from <laughs> Oh, goodness. That'd be my first thing. All right. Why, David? You know how dangerous things like that can be. I can pay rent. They just hired me for another writing gig. I can pay. You should have told me they could have killed you, he went on. I'm sorry, I reply. I can hear Wonderwall Wonderwall in the background again. Uh, I'm just imagining Wonderwall playing and how catchy that song is. It is I know, so I know if I was in that situation, I would be less focused on <laughs> talking to my boyfriend and I would be talk, singing Wonderwall along. Oh I'm my like, god. Where are you getting that music from? That would be annoying though if, it, if that's all you could hear all It's just the time Wonderwall? Around. Yeah, I would, I would immediately break up with that person. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but if I heard Wonderwall from you 24 7. I'm so, t- I'm I so love, sorry. Tyler. I love you. I feel bad for Tyler now. <laughs> Me too. He's stuck with that song for the rest of his life. Like the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> I winced again as we near the hospital. Maybe it was people. The apartment building would have been full of people this late at night, and so would a hospital in a big city like Lincoln. Tyler parked the car. Tyler parked the car. Needs to be. That's another tense issue. Mm-hmm. Come on, David, he says gently. I shake my head and cover my ears. I wanted the blaring music to stop. What's wrong? They can help you, he replies. I lean away from him, and the hospital begins the door of the car, pressing my palms to my ears. It hurts, and it's loud, I repeat. He sits there, as if trying to think for a second. Wait one minute, he says, getting out of the car. His voice is muffled through my hands and all, and all of the noise. He gets out of the car and goes to the trunk of the car. Car, car, car. Yeah, he gets out of the car and goes to the trunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, it's just, uh, you, you can shorten these sentences He opens down, the driver yeah. door and goes to the trunk. Yeah. You know. He comes back around the passenger side of the car and opens my door. He kneels down beside me. You trust me, right? He asks. Of course, I reply. Come here, he replied. I leaned forward cautiously towards him. He reached up and took my hand off of one of my ears and placed an earplug into the ear. How's that, he asked. My ear was still sore, but I couldn't hear screeching music sounds anymore. Better, I replied quietly. He removes my other hand and places the other earplug in the other one. He reaches past me to where there's a pad of paper and pen and starts writing. Again, reaches rather than reached. Yes. 
thing, um, why does he have a random set of earplugs in his car? I have earplugs in my car. You do? Mm-hmm. Why? Because I like guns. Oh. That's, you can lose your hearing with earplugs. You gotta use the... Over ear. I yeah. Mean, I use both. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, but the thing with earplugs, I actually use them at concerts sometimes, mm -hmm. especially when I'm in the front. Yeah, because you can't damage your hearing with that high of a decibel for that long. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, it, it makes, yeah, it makes it so when I get out of the concert, I'm not deaf. Mm -hmm. um, but you can still hear the music. What do you mean? You're already deaf. I know. But you can still <laughs> hear the music through the earplugs. Yeah. So, um, I would assume that this just kind of dulls it. I, would, I wouldn't say that it actually, um, you know makes it go away mm -hmm. so let's see here uh, where was I still loud I shake my head he smiles let's go inside and get your ears checked out okay um he's using italics I guess to show the muffled sound mm -hmm. with the earplugs that's smart yeah no. I really like that yeah that's nice I nod well my eardrums were damaged were damaged. I shouldn't have been hearing music, the doctors explained. An array of painful tests was done. They said there was odd structuring to my eardrums. They recommended I keep the earplugs in 24-7 or terminate my hearing indefinitely if I didn't want to be in pain. And it would most likely be the end result with the damage being done to my eardrums by whatever I was hearing. So this doctor is telling him that he would have to terminate his hearing if he wants to get rid of the pain. But if he had a ruptured eardrum? No, 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 no. That's, I mean, uh, what, I mean, the I mean, eardrums would, are damaged, How would, you, how would but... you terminate your hearing? I don't know. I don't Cut know. out the eardrum? Or cut out the little tiny bones that's in the ear? Mm, no, I don't think you cut out the bones or anything, because the eardrum's just like a, like, kind of basically like a, a really thin flap. Yeah. But that, but that is... Insane. So they put him under and went into his ear canal and went through his eardrum and injected him with something? Lord knows. Okay. It was devastating. The doctor also said I should learn ASL, American Sign Language, to communicate once I lost my hearing completely. Whew. Jesus. They can't this even... doctor is like given worst case scenario after worst case scenario. Jeez. I sat in an isolated hospital ward because that was the only way I could be in the place and be comfortable. Tyler visited every day. He brought his writing scripts and worked on them well. They did tests and made suggestions. Wonderwall followed him around. It was definitely <laughs> coming from him. I had learned some other songs. The doctors and nurses I saw frequently. I heard an electric guitar creeping in the background of Wonderwall. That wasn't supposed to be there. I couldn't put a name to it, and I never would. Are you sure I should do this? I asked him. He looked up at me. Hearing is valuable, but lots of people live without it. You can learn to live without it, he signed. I think he meant sought. Wait, oh, he signed? Wait a second. Does he already know ASL now? When did that happen? It's a great question. What? He's a quick learner. <laughs> He's a really quick learner, I guess. Dang. Okay, well, um, may maybe maybe put in there that it's been a, like he's been in the hospital been for a, a few while months. or something. Yeah, or yeah. a year or because so. Because it's, it's gonna take a little bit longer to learn ASL. <laughs> Just a bit. I know yeah. people who took all four years of ASL in high school. 
and still don't know anything. Can you at least do the alphabet? Yeah. I'd probably do that. I can do the alphabet. That's about it. Like, I took ASL in middle school. I can't do it. Anymore. I know the sign language for like basically saying like help me. I know this is A. I think this is B. A B. B. Wait, no. A B. C, C or C. D. Well, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't know off. So neither of us can do the alphabet. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I won't be able to hear you say I love you anymore. I murmured. You don't need to hear it to know it. I love you. You should know that by now. I wouldn't be here otherwise. He signed. So yeah, I guess he's... I guess he knows ASL now. I guess. His uh, significant other already learned it too. Right. <laughs> he reached forward and took my hand. He smiled at me. It won't be the same though, I continued. Things change. I'm not going anywhere though, okay? He signed. Okay, I replied. Yeah, it sounds like he's really nice. The thing is, like, the, he can still talk. You know? Yeah, like he can still talk and talk back, and yeah. you can read lips. Yeah, like and you don't have to. I mean, I mean, you can learn it. You can learn ASL too. I mean, yeah. that's a nice skill to have. But I mean, like, I think everyone should learn ASL. Yeah, I think reading lips would be really hard, especially because people say things differently or in different dialects and even different languages. Like, if you mm. don't know, like somebody could be trying to talk to you, and you're like, I don't know what you're saying because it's in Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> 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 yeah. Can you imagine? All right. Uh, yeah, because we already don't know Spanish. No, I know. <laughs> so we're, it's pretty much the same. You guys, we're Americans. We are behind. Hey, I speak German. Oh. Fluently? Yeah. Oh, well, then I guess when we go to Germany, you can uh, talk to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I took six years of German. Oh, well, I guess if you take six years, and I <laughs> expect you to be fluent enough. I did pass. I did pass my fluency test. Okay. So. Interesting. It's funny though. That'll only help you if you ever actually go to Germany. (laughs) I don't think too many people here are going to be speaking. No, unfortunately. Most German people here speak English. Yeah. So. The funny thing is that most German people in Germany, like if you look American, and trust me, they can tell. Uh huh. They will speak to you in English, because they use German all the time. They're so excited. To speak English. Um, I had a friend named Ono Grabowski. And if, you know, if he ever listens to this, I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he was a player in high school. Oh, my gosh. Because he was a, a foreign exchange student. Mm-hmm. But he said that all Germans are taught English and German in another language. I don't really know what. From, like, Probably their, French. From, I, think, I think so. From their version of kindergarten. They're taught all, all like, two or three languages from when they're tiny kids because we use all of the same letters they said it's easiest to just teach in that language you know uh my my friend uh misha and Mm -hmm. i don't think she'll ever listen to this but um she's german Mm -hmm. she came over here she got her citizenship and everything she's been over here for 10 11 years now Mm -hmm. and um she it's so funny because every time we're at the bar or something, or, or there's like karaoke going on, everybody asks her to sing Luft Balloons. <laughs> every single time. And they, she's only done it one time where she's oh actually saying it in German, and people were like, oh my god! And she's like, I'll never do it again. I think the, the, <laughs> the best thing I can recite is just a German poem. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's continue with the story. You can tell me all about your German poems later tonight. It is a romance poem, so, oh, you know. okay. Anyways, <laughs> so, 
Uh, Tyler and I have been together for eight years by now. Whew. If it had been if it had been legal at this point, I'd like to think we would have been married. It was never easy hiding it all, but we'd tried living the status quo, and it hadn't been for either of us. We couldn't lie day in and day out like other people did. So they probably try to just pass off as them being roommates, roommates. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is in Nebraska, so... Lincoln, Lincoln Nebraska is... Uh, yeah. 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 Not known for its in the hospitality, 90s. unfortunately, towards yeah. the uh, LGBT community. Mm-hmm. LGBTQ community. Plus. Listen. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to look at the um, the alphabet. There's an alphabet. Yes, I will show it to you later. Like there's like um, they. I, I think they came out with it like a few prides ago or something where they had like the whole alphabet and it showed like you know. A for being like I think what they use I don't think they used asexual. asexual no they didn't use asexual they used a different one everybody was complaining about it ally I think everybody's like no asexual <laughs> <laughs> yeah so everybody was kind of complaining about that one but I'll show it to you later what is S for I don't know I can't remember I mean I, I literally like I watched it a few times oh. but yeah I, I can't remember like what they were all for mm-hmm. onward yeah, onward anyways so. Um, they put me under, did the procedure, and I woke up to silence. No music, no noises, nothing. Tyler was sitting by my bed, by my beside me. Uh, I think they meant by my bedside. Yeah. 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 Writing. And it, it may have just autocorrected. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even hear the scratch of his pen on the paper. Gosh, can you imagine waking up and not being able to hear anything at all? I would. Uh, I'd lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I lifted my hand and moved it across the mattress until I touched his long-sleeved button-up shirt. He glanced up from his script at me. A smile spread across his face. He put his paper and pen down. Good morning, he signed. Can you hear anything? So I'm guessing the reason that he knows sign now is because it, it, it skipped a few years ahead or something? Maybe. And I just missed it? Or maybe the author just didn't explain it. Yeah. I mean, because then he said, you know, we've been together for eight years. I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. It, but then the author also didn't say earlier how long they had been together. Yeah. So before it, the experiment. Yeah. So it was hard to, to tell how long he's mm-hmm. been living with this. And besides, did those people even call him? Like they said they were going to do? Well, if they did, then the author never talked about it. Yeah. I have questions, Magnus. I have questions. <laughs> but we're still very interested. It's still very good. Yes. No, I sign. He gives me a sad smile. They said I can take you home in a few days, he continues. I spot a newspaper sitting on the bedside table with a picture of someone who looks like Miss Hollander. Miss <gasps> Hollander? Can I see that? I ask Tyler, pointing to the newspaper. He reaches over and picks it up and hands it to me. It's her obituary. Oh, no. Jacinta Hollander, 27, died May 4th, 1997. Okay, so we're still in 1997, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wait, May 4th. What's today? I gotta go back to the top. May 1st. Oh, okay, so this hasn't been years. It's, it's just, been three days. We're still in the same... So this happened like the day that he got back. Yeah. They went ahead and did this. Okay. Interesting. So how do they already know sign language? I don't know. That would that would be what they would call a plot hole. Is there, like, some advanced version of Rosetta Stone that teaches somebody, like, advanced ASL? Like, 
I wish. Right? <laughs> Anyways, she will be greatly missed by her family, friends, and coworkers. Funeral services will happen on June 1st. Everyone is welcome. Was I in danger of dying? What is it? Do you know her? Tyler signs. She was at the lab. I answer. And that's it. Dun, dun, dun. Is that the end of the... That's it. Really? That's it. So what I'm thinking is, you know, when, when he left the, the experiment, the lab, whatever, she was... Yeah. So... It took them three days to put an obituary out. Well, no, because remember, so, so, okay, we're a little confused by the timeline, mm-hmm. all right, just because there's things moving so quickly, um, so May 1st, he goes to the lab, he has mm-hmm. the experiment done, he wakes up. Three days later. Three days later. So it would be May 4th. It would be May 4th. Mm-hmm. And they've already put an obituary out on the same day he wakes up and she mm-hmm. hadn't, had died yet. So, these are these are inconsistencies. Basically, mm-hmm. they're they're called plot holes, and they're mm-hmm. easy to fix. All mm-hmm. you'd have to do is change the date on the obituary, yeah. and and um, maybe put in some dates in between of mm-hmm. when he gets his uh, his hearing uh, procedure out. done yeah. by the I, normal doctor. I don't know if you've had any major surgeries. Yeah. Um, only your wrist, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I know, major surgeries take a while to plan. Like, you don't just go into the hospital with something that's non, non-life-threatening. non And they're like, okay, we're going to go take you back to surgery now. It's like, okay, we got to plan it out. It's two weeks from now. Like, come back to us. Well, it, it would make sense that it takes a month or two. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. then they can learn sign language, or at least enough to get by. Mm-hmm. And But the only thing would be is about the obituary. Mm-hmm. So, may, I know that they put it at the end of the prologue for like effect you mm-hmm. know for a shocker but unfortunately it doesn't fit in with the rest of, like it's a plot hole mm-hmm. um, it's, just, it's just a timing issue and it yeah. you know while it is a small thing to fix mm-hmm. it's a big thing to read as you know as a reader because we're seeing that he went in for the experiment on the first woke up three days later you know came home to the apartment on the fourth Went to the hospital on the same day. Woke up from surgery on the same day or the day after. Because, you know, yeah. she said it says she died on the 4th. Mm-hmm. So, it, there's just some timing issues that, you know. And, and one thing to help you is create an, a timeline on a, piece of pa- on a separate piece of paper with the different events that you think happened. And, you know, space it out to where it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't. You don't learn sign language language in less than 24 hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can learn the alphabet in a week. That's a thing you can do. And if you sign... That's the great thing about American Sign Language is that you don't have to learn every single word in order to be able to communicate with someone. If you learn just the alphabet, you can spell out letters and they'll understand you. Yeah, or maybe maybe have him write stuff down. Mm -hmm. Use a notepad or... Yeah. yeah, Or like a dry erase board. Yeah. So, let's go and see what other people are saying about it. Now, we were just reading the prologue. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed myself immensely with this book. So. Was that the prologue or the first chapter? That was the prologue. That's why I'm saying, like, 
that should probably be like... That should be the first chapter. Yeah. I thought that was the first chapter. But the chapter. thing is, is that the story isn't about David King. Oh. The story is about Riker and Porter, who we haven't even gotten to. Yeah. So that's the only thing. Um, so, I mean, it kind of has to be a prologue at that point, unless David King somehow makes an is appearance. Is related to but, Riker or Porter. Yeah. So, let's see Or here. maybe... So, wait, Riker's the one who can hear things, or Porter's the one who can hear things? Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> Whichever one it is, he may be one of the ones in the experiment. Okay, so let's see what some of the other people are saying here. So, this one was actually done on March 4th of this year. So, not too long ago. Yeah, it says, a must. There are countless plots, events, and reveals throughout the story. Anything you could ask for is in here. The book features two characters who undergo such amazing... Character development that is hardly possible not to get attached to them. And while the grammar and punctuation aren't perfect, the vocab is astounding and will leave you with a vivid image of every chapter. I agree. A must-read if you love books with romance, struggles, and everything life has to offer. The badges adorning the cover rightfully belong there, as this is a beautiful and splendid story, and it deserves every medal it shows off. Mm -hmm. Last suggestion. In my opinion, the cover should be a bit more vibrant. Maybe try working with silhouettes. And the badges would come off better if they were with a transparent background. Unfortunately, that's that's something that the communities do. Mm -hmm. um, so the author wouldn't really be able to change the background unless it was sent yeah. to them in that format. So that's not going to happen. Uh, the best website I've found that removes background off of an image is called Canva. Give it a shot. It only removes the background if you pay premium for it. Oh, you cannot, you, yeah, and I use, I use Canva a lot, so only if you pay for it will it remove the background. So uh, if you're trying to get by with not doing that, I would just ask the person who gave you the badge mm -hmm. to do it for you, but that <laughs> may or may not <laughs> because happen. Because it takes them a few minutes as, you know, it yeah. takes money to do it with Canva. Mm-hmm. And they gave a four-star overall rating, five-star for plot. Four star for writing style and four star for grammar and punctuation. One of the things I really did agree with in that <clears throat> that review was it was very captivating. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really am interested in the book. Mm -hmm. And it's very rare that I'm interested in, you know, LGBTQ plus stories. Mm -hmm. Just because I f sometimes I feel like those relationships are forced. Like, sometimes the writer doesn't necessarily know that relationship so they're trying to force it out but this one feels so natural mm -hmm. you know what i mean it just feels like a natural relationship and i really like that all right let's move on to the next one here there's so many reviews um let's see here uh this one is from i hope i'm pronouncing this right laura tia um i know her she like follows me on a lot of stuff <laughs> so i'm gonna read her review why not um, the, the title is I Hear You, which is the book. The story's plot is new and unique. Mm -hmm. I was thrown with the prologue. By the way, the name David King completely reminds me of Tom and Elizabeth King from The Blacklist. But I digress. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know that. Blacklist? I, it's, it's, a, a show. it's a Netflix TV show about a, a female FBI agent who gets in. Basically, there's she's a brand new FBI agent. Mm -hmm. And there's this... Big, bad Raymond Reddington. He's like this mega criminal. And she's the only one he'll talk to. And he's working with the FBI to catch other criminals. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So, and then she goes on to say, I digress, wondering how he'd hear the music if he went through with the surgery and the relationship between David, Riker, and Porter. I love how the chapters are rotated between Riker and Porter, Porter's silent entry into Riker's life, and Riker's reaction to his genuine interest in both him and his music was so sweet to read. The author did a great job portraying Riker's dilemma with being different and the consequences of such in school, not to mention his acceptance of his place in the so social hierarchy and how he tries to push Porter away to spare him. In terms of mechanics, this needs a good round of editing. There's a tense issue with switching between past and present as well, mm -hmm. as hard to follow dialogue with almost no exposition in certain chapters. However, the plot's solid, and this is set to be a fantastic read once it's polished and mm -hmm. properly edited. She gave an overall five-star rating, um, an a far a five-star plot, four-star writing style, and four-star grammar and punctuation. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just find one more here. So this one is from uh, Constantina eighty-eight P. I think she's also reviewed some of my work too, and I've reviewed sure. some of hers. Um, it's as, kinda, as happens on Inkit. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. nice to, to recognize some people. Title, I Hear You. Uh, the plot of the story was unique to me, and I enjoyed the premise quite a lot. There were lots of technical mistakes, though, hence the three stars. Apart from punctuation mistakes, you also mix up the tenses a lot. You keep switching from past to present simple, sometimes within the same sentence. Mm -hmm. Also, some of the dialogue bits are a bit confusing. Quite a few times, I couldn't understand who was speaking and who had to make an edu and had to make an educated guess. That was because while the same person was speaking, we were breaking his short dialogue into different paragraphs, which usually means that we have a different speaker. There's a, a different punctuation mark if you want the, to break dialogue into different paragraphs, and that could help the reader along. Mm -hmm. All in all, it was an interesting read. If you fix things I mentioned, my three stars could easily turn into four. Keep up the good work. So. She did the overall rating of three. The plot was four. Writing mm -hmm. style three, and, and grammar and punctuation was also three. Okay. So let's. What do you think? So let's go ahead and do. Uh, what would you give the plot for this book? I mean, granted, we just read the prologue, but mm. that's basically like a mini story in itself. I would, I would, honestly, I would go to five. Five. Because I'm very interested. I am, I am very interested in, in what's happening. I'm very interested to see where it goes. And I'm invested in this person's life now. You know, I'm worried about their hearing. I'm worried about how they're going to interact with people mm -hmm. when they're, you know, newly deaf. You know, being disabled in this world is already hard enough as it is. But being flung into it after being, you know, fully abled your whole life, mm -hmm. I feel like it's even harder. Yeah. You know, because you're, you're adjusting to a whole new life, essentially. Gotcha. But I'm, I'm very interested. I would probably give it a four for the mm -hmm. plot. And the reason I give it a four is because I really admire the inclusivity mm -hmm. of the book, you know, with, um, you know, uh, being disabled, um, having, um, you know, hearing impairments. Mm -hmm. And then also for including, you know, um, LGBT. Because a lot of books do not include that. Um, in yeah. fact, I read so many romance novels and it's <laughs> all heterosexual. Mm -hmm. It's you know, you never read it between, I mean, even, I mean, sometimes you find it between two girls, but between two guys, like... It's so rare. Very it's rare. Just because it's just not something, it, it, you know, it is something that people want, mm -hmm. but it's not something that some people want to make. 
or want to yeah. write, you know? Well, you know, I would even go as far as to say is that a lot of writers out there are women because mm-hmm. women are the ones who mainly read these books. Yeah. Now, um, as a woman, um, if I were to write a romance book, I probably wouldn't choose two, two men because yeah. I wouldn't really know how that works. Exactly. Because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, I don't know. Exactly. So I can see why. Mm-hmm. And, know, and to be inclusive with the LGBTQ yeah. plus, you would add two women because you know how it is to be in their shoes. You know, you know how mm-hmm. it is to love as a woman where our author may know how to love as a man. And that's just what it comes natural to them. Yeah. So this is actually a, a really nice change from that. Yeah. It's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you give for the writing style? Writing style, I would give a four. Mm-hmm. Only be, you know, maybe a three and a half. So you're more generous than me because I would give a three for both writing style mm-hmm. and grammar and punctuation. I was going to give the same score. I was going to give a three for yeah. grammar and punctuation. Just because there are, while they are small issues, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. You know? Yeah. It, it, but it's, it, I feel like it's the same issue over and over again. And maybe the writer just didn't catch it. And, you know, that's okay. Well, you know, you know sometimes that's... you need people like us to give you some feedback on exactly. it, and to read it out loud really helps. That's one. Of the, mm-hmm. That's why I'm a big proponent of reading things out loud. I mean, we've said it in the past. Reading, even if it's just you by yourself in a room, you know, reading something out loud can even, especially dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, is is going to help you find your mistakes because you're going to say that didn't quite sound right because we're used to speaking to each other, but we're not really used to. You know, unless you're a professional author, we're not used to writing things down on a paper. Yeah, I read to my cat. <laughs> Will makes fun of me because I read I, to my I cats. Do. I do. They enjoy they, uh, it. Listen, I will stop making fun of you <laughs> until they start talking back. They do. To me. It's mm, not you. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to make fun of you for okay. it. All right. And, and the reason I give it a three is just like uh, Will said... Uh, there were a lot of mistakes. I was mm-hmm. constantly having to stop. It was drawing me out of the story mm-hmm. as a whole. Now there were there were other parts that I really enjoyed. Like I think the Wonder Wall is so funny to me. Yeah. Like I was tickled pink because the thing is, like I know that song. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> it's all it comes up on my Pandora station underneath my um, Jimmy Eat World radio station <laughs> all the time. So now for somebody who may not know that song. And and I and I will say this, the book was for fourteen and up, right? Yeah. Fourteen year olds are not gonna know Wonderwall by Oasis. Let's just be real here. No, because they're gonna be born in two thousand six. Yeah. You know. So, so, so I oh mean, God, but two thousand seven now. But the thing is, it's like you have to have a song that is true to nineteen ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Which when was Wonderwall done? That would, would be you interesting. Like you to look it up. I'm looking it up right now. Just look up Wonderwall. And this would just be like a technical thing. Of course. It came out in 1995. Okay. Hey. Okay. So you did get that right. So, so, so it would still be kind of big then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to make sure, you know, because sometimes people mention music that's not, that has not even come yeah. out yet. Or, you know, it's not popular during the time that they're talking about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So good job on that. I applaud you. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only reason I would I would give that right now. But like all the other um, people were saying, if you edit it, like everybody enjoys your plot mm-hmm. for the most part, because it's a good story. Yeah, we're interested to see where it goes. Well, it's different. It's different from what I read on Inkit mm-hmm. because most of the books that I see on Inkit are werewolf romance novels, and I hate them. <laughs> what? 
What's your uh, what's your book close about? Look, the only reason I'm writing a LGBT werewolf romance novel right now uh-huh. is because I'm challenging myself as a writer by writing in a genre I absolutely hate. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just making sure. So, just saying. But we're not talking about my <laughs> books. We're talking about Magnus K's books. Fair All enough. Right? Fair enough. So, this book is completely different from mm-hmm. what you would see. Um, sci-fi romance. Now, sci-fi. Here's the thing. I don't know if it's exactly science fiction. Qualifies as science fiction. Because yeah. science fiction more has to do with otherworldly things. Yes, it's an experiment. Yeah. But... But then again, we only read the prologue. Yeah, I only so read the prologue. If so there, if there are some things in the future that become sci-fi, completely disregard the statement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, think that's, that's, I think that's just the downfall with the f- first chapter reviews. Yeah. Because we're only getting a snippet of what it is. Even though this was a very long chapter, and it did have a lot in there, so. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, overall rating, I would probably give this a three and a half. I would give it a four. Only because I'm very interested to see where it goes. Yeah. No, I, I'm interested in the book. It's mm-hmm. just that the grammatical mistakes. Mm-hmm. Bring that score down for It you. brings it down for and that's, me. And that's something mm-hmm. that you're a stickler on. Mm-hmm. Me, yes, I'm a stickler, but not quite as much. Well, I'm also looking at it from a publishing standpoint, too. Mm -hmm. Like, publishers, like, if you were to send this in right now as is, a publisher wouldn't even look at your book. Probably laugh at you. I don't know if they go as far as do that, but there (laughs) there are some publishers that are really mean and ruthless. When I did my author interview with Kim... Um, she was telling me that one just sucked the soul right out of her. She didn't even want to do another. Uh, she was like, I don't even know if I should write anymore. So, and they will, they will. I've had, yeah. you know, some, some are nice with their rejections and others are just plain up like Gordon Ramsay on you. <laughs> it's fucking raw. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you an idiot sandwich? <laughs> yes, chef. Yes. So, you know, take what we say with a grain of salt, but at the same time, if you're seeing multiple reviews of the same thing, and all of them are saying that there's one issue particularly to fix, which in this case, I think the only real issue is your grammar and your wording sentence, and I feel like your, your sentence wording, and they go in the same category, you know, they go in your sentence build, like sentence building and I think that's the only thing that they really need to work on. Yeah, because I'm scrolling through the other reviews right now, and mm-hmm. a lot of the missing stars are from the writing style and punctuation mm-hmm. grammar. That's um, basically what it is. So base- so just going through and editing it, you can use Grammarly. Um, they have a free version. I pay for the premium version. Um, yeah, but- especially if you write a lot like you do. Yeah. It's so worth it. Because you can go at any time and put in any piece of work that you're writing, and it'll automatically help you out. Yeah, and Grammarly is pretty cool because it'll actually rephrase sentences for you too. And the, they're doing like a beta testing right now to see if people like that. And I actually enjoy the feature because it helps me think less about how to write. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, it's, it suggests things. I'm like, yes, we'll change that sentence. Perfect. That looks good. I didn't think of it that way before. So, but yeah, I I enjoyed the book. I think it's definitely worth checking out for people who are interested in, um, you know, something that's different and mm-hmm. not 
the same old boring thing. Of course. Um, and uh, Grammarly, if you're out there, hit us up. Oh. We'd be more than happy to do sponsorship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Them and Autocrit. <laughs> um, Autocrit, I don't pay for that one. Just because it's like, it's about the same price as playing for Grammarly, so I didn't well, want to pay for both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, if you want to give me a a free <laughs> a free membership, I'll definitely take it. <laughs> I use it. But anyways, so uh, anything else to add on this book before we um, get think, out of here? I think, I think we've made our main points. Number one, your grammar and your sentence structure needs to be you know take a look at it put it through autocrypt put it through grammarly see where your mistakes are and then read it out loud to yourself just so you can see where the mistakes are that you think there are mm -hmm. number two make that prologue the first chapter or make it shorter or split it up i did like it i did think it was you know I, it I, gave us a lot of information. I think uh, there's a lot of filler words in the prologue that, so that you could take out. Or filler and, sentences. And that would definitely help with the length of it, for mm -hmm. sure. Like, there, there's there's quite a few filler words and filler sentences that you can definitely take out to shorten it up without taking away from the main plot of it. Of course. So. But anyways. I think that's it. Yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Um, hope to do another. Uh, we actually have another first chapter review for next week. Um, I will be interviewing the author of that uh, chapter next week as well. So you guys have a good night and stay safe. So if you're enjoying these episodes that we've been doing recently with the first chapter book reviews, don't forget that you can also get these reviews as well. Um, all you have to do is go to my Inkit page, the bio will be in the link, and you'll see the form on my profile. It's underneath the little world symbol, it'll take you straight to it. Fill out the form and we'll fit you in. We usually do these every Friday, so don't miss it. Thanks.